idea what they're sending their girls into. It's a meat market. You are there for the purpose of somebody wanting to take you home to bed. And what happens if you say no? You don't work. Every week, dozens of young American girls walk off airplanes in Paris and Milan, certain that their faces will be the next to beam from the covers of the fashion magazines. They are girls as young as 15 and 16, recruited by talent scouts or sent by their local modeling agencies, because Europe has more fashion houses and magazines, and it's easier to get that first big break there than in New York. The girls are told that they'll have a modeling agency in Europe, which will get them work and be their home away from home. They are girls like Sherry Bolts from Pompano Beach, Florida a cheerleader who dropped out of high school and used her savings to buy a plane ticket to Europe when she was just 17. Her local modeling agency helped arrange it and still gets a percentage of her European income. And girls like Megan Douglas, who was a switchboard operator in Washington, D.C., when her photograph won her a spot in a modeling contest. And girls like Kimberly Barker of Namba, Idaho, whose parents took out a loan to get the money to send her to Europe and to give her a shot at the big time. Though the odds are about 1,000 to 1 that a girl will end up a successful model. A model like Debbie Haggerty, who makes about $150,000 a year, and says the top models may do all right, but it's rough for all the others trying to break through. Nasty business, and I don't think these parents have any idea what they're sending their girls into. What the parents are told by those local modeling agencies and talent scouts is that their daughters have been signed up with European modeling agencies which will take care of everything and become the girls' family abroad. How many girls are on option for this? So huh? it's something of a shock when the girls discover that a lot of those agencies routinely take as much as three-quarters of the girls' salary. For instance, charging fees on the photographs the girls need for promotion and ostensibly deducting okay. taxes and social security even though most of the girls are working illegally without work permits. We have to check for that. It's very confusing. Servan Cherwat is president of a fledgling models union in Paris. She's helping some of the girls bring lawsuits against the agencies to learn just where all that money goes. What happens if the girl goes to the agency and says, wait a minute, how much did they the never client... Want, they never want to explain it. They just say, okay, baby, uh, you know, we have a lot of experience, and we have to pay the, the tax department, and we have to pay uh, a lot of things, so don't try to understand. So do the, do the agencies really pay Social Security on an illegal work? Uh, we don't even know exactly. They pay all the amounts. I'm sure they don't pay for that. The modeling agencies also own apartments all around Paris, which they rent out to the new girls who come to town. Several girls to an apartment, and each girl paying a lot of rent. I lived in an apartment that was by no means nice. There was four girls living there at the time. We did have our own rooms, but the rooms were like the size of boxes. Courtney Powell is from Stoneboro, Pennsylvania. And how much was the rent? $900 a month. And you probably... $900 a month? $900 a month. I was when the franc was low, and we were each paying that. Oh, hi. Eileen Ford runs the Ford Modeling Agency in New York, one of the largest agencies in the world. She's known for the way she protects her girls. She uses the European agencies to book work for her girls abroad, 
So a contract with her can have a profound effect on a European agency's business. We met her at the Ritz Hotel in Paris, where she was looking for new faces. We asked her about the girls' complaints that their rent is way overpriced. I've heard that, and I know that it's true. It is uh, true that they're overcharged for these apartments? Yeah, they're overcharged in New York, too. By the agencies? Sure. The girls say not only do a lot of agencies take financial advantage of them, sometimes they're taken advantage of in other ways, too. Oh, my God. This is an agency owner named Claude Haddad. For years, his Paris agency, Mademoiselle Prestige, welcomed teenage American girls. Like other agency heads, Haddad offered many of the new girls help with the transition, temporary housing, a room in his apartment. Nice body, huh? Do you sometimes feel you've awakened in a candy store? Not in a flower shop. I'm a gardener. They're not candy, they are flowers. And Just smell them, that's it. You smell the perfume. And when they're staying in your apartment? Yes. You don't feel a temptation to Absolutely walk not. in on no. them? Absolutely not. Not Some, at all? Not at all. But Lorraine was 16 when Claude Haddad discovered her at a Paris street and brought her to his agency and to his house. He asked me to come to his room and I wouldn't go to his room. So he had decided to, to get into bed with me in my room. <laughs> and um, just trying to kiss you, trying to block you, you know, in a corner or against a wall or anything. And you would just keep talking and trying to squiggle out of it, you know. How many of the girls who came in told you that he had tried this sort of thing with them? All the girls I lived with had, had all except one. How many teenage models, Mr. Dad, have you slept with? Uh, what do you mean by teenage? The young girls, 16 to 19. S 16, almost never. Let me read you some letters. Yeah. These are letters. I have, oh, I have a lot of letters, too. He walked in on me while I was in the bath, while I was changing in the room, and even did things like jumping in the bed with me while I was trying to sleep. Is it true? Uh, I'm asking. No. Most of this, it's always, you know, when people say something, it's always a little truth. What's the little truth in this? Yes, a little truth. What do you mean, little truth? What is the little that truth? That I hug them, that I try to flirt with them, but never more. They can say what they want. Here's some of the words they used. Sexually disturbed. Pervert. You had to sleep with him to work. He almost raped me. I, I cannot... What do you say, how many almost raped me? You always use almost raped me. But I'm quoting. Yeah. But in this case, it was a 15-year-old girl. Then I... Oh, no. 15 you. years old? I don't remember. Maybe it's possible. I don't know. Then Claude Haddad went on to say, what happens with the girls is not really his fault. When a French girl starts to play with her body, she knows that she can have problem. She can have... start to have problem with men. And in, in America, I found out that when a girl does that, it's just, she doesn't even mean it, just, it's a game, but she's not thinking of what she's doing. It took me a long time to realize this. Do you work with Claude Haddad? <coughs> no, sir. No more. Wouldn't send your girls to him? No, ma'am. He what? knows why. Why? Because 
because I don't think he behaved properly with some of them. I know he didn't. What did he do? You know, and I know what he did. I have letters from girls telling me what he did. He, he's, to me, it's, it's just so reprehensible. Just so appalling. That some old sleazebag would come along and touch a girl. But one man Eileen Ford does associate with in Paris is this man. The head of Karen Models. One of the largest and most prestigious agencies in the country. His name is Jean-Luc Brunel. The girls told us Brunel is very careful about the models who are under the protection of Eileen Ford. But Courtney and Sherry, who are not Ford models, told us about the dinners he invites his other girls to attend with his male friends. It's a meat market. You are there for the purpose of somebody wanting to take you home to bed. He is acting as a matchmaker. He's got the agency, he's got the girls. His friends say, oh, Jean-Luc, I'd like to have, you know, I'd like to meet some girls, or we're having a party tonight. Can you bring some girls? And what happens if you say no? You don't work. Now, you've actually known, be very careful on this, you actually have known that he has made someone pay a professional penalty for saying no. I know, I paid a penalty for saying no. no. I was personally proposed to by himself, Jean-Luc, and I said, no way. I laughed in his face, and I had no more appointments, and I never worked. What about the fact that people say when you come over here, you've come over knowing what you're getting into? I mean, everyone knows. How can you know what you're getting into? How can you know what you're getting into? This is like a foreign country, you know? I mean... I'm from Florida, little city, Pompano Beach, you know, I mean, come on, how am I going to know what goes on in, in um, Paris, you know, or Milan? I mean, I don't even speak the language. I don't know anyone, you know. I'm in, a, I'm in a new environment, you know. I don't know anyone. I have to trust the people that I come over here with. I mean, I'm naive. I'm young. A lot of these bigwigs at the agencies literally hold, have a scale where in this hand they have your career and in this hand they have what they want. And your career can go up if they get what they want. If they don't get it, your career goes down. Many girls ever come to you and tell you that Jean-Luc invites them to parties where he has male friends, and it's clear what the arrangement is when you get there, and that you are expected to be the friend of his male friends. I don't believe that that... I mean, I believe they said it, but you don't believe it's true? I find it hard to believe it's true. We've been told I have it heard, oh, I'm sure you have. If you wouldn't be asking me if you weren't told that was true. But I like to think that our girls are not treated that way. And I like to think that were that true, I would know it because I've broken off more than one association here in my life. And you'd break it off yes, immediately I would. if you were true. I would. Discotheques like the Bandouche and the Palace, models are admitted free. When we filmed at the Bandouche, Jean-Luc Brunel was there. A number of models told us he has used cocaine heavily and offered it to the girls along with help in their careers. Many of the girls who spoke with us said openly that they had been regular cocaine users. But some warned that there were things that went beyond cocaine. This one asked to be photographed in shadow. So you first met Jean-Luc Brunel in a nightclub mm -hmm. when he offered you drugs, mm -hmm. cocaine. Mm -hmm. And Jean-Luc, did 
he use drugs? Oh, yes. You say, oh, yes, a yeah. lot? Well, that's that's why I used to like to see him, because he'd always give me a little a vial of cocaine and say, you know, go have a good time in the bathroom. That was more or less, he did that with all the girls. And everyone else. This girl told us a few years ago she went to Jean-Luc's house with a few of his friends. She said a powerful hallucinogenic drug was slipped into her drink and that Jean-Luc kept urging her to go in and take a bath. Um, I started hallucinating and at first, you know, I was very confusing. It was very scary because if you don't know that you've been drugged and all of a sudden you start hallucinating, it's, that's very scary. She said she managed to get out of the house but stayed disoriented for 24 hours. But this ex-model says several years ago she went to Jean-Luc's house and didn't get away. She asked to have her voice and face disguised. He gave you a drink? Yes. You drank it and then what? I blacked out. I don't remember anything after that. The next Nothing thing you remember was being in this man's bed. Who was he? Do I have to say the name? It was John Luke from Karen's Modeling Agency. You were raped? Yes, I do know that. You're sure? Yes, I'm positive. I, I know. You think everybody knows this about Jean-Luc Bonneau? Oh, yes. A lot of people know that. A lot of people. They continue to deal with him. Everyone continues to deal with it. I don't know why. We played a tape of the second girl's story of drugs and rape to Eileen Ford. I don't know what to tell you. That's horrible. And this is the first time you've ever heard one of these stories? Absolutely. Because we have talked to five other girls who say that they have had drugs put in their drinks by Jean-Luc or Jean-Luc's friends. I hope you're wrong. And for his sake, I hope you're wrong. Eileen Ford says she's sure Jean-Luc has used drugs, and she even warned him about it. I have certainly asked him never to have drugs around in front of my models. That's all you've ever said to him? Well, that's a pretty fair warning. But were you ever told about this and ever raised it with him? The drugs? You mean being doped up and put to bed? Getting girls drugged no. up no. and in the bed with him or his friends? No. Have no. girls ever come back and complained to you that he took them to parties with people who dealt in drugs? No. So here they are, the fresh new faces from Omaha and Washington and Pompano Beach and Wichita. Every girl hoping for a lightning bolt that will transform an ordinary teenager into a superstar. While not far away, the wiser and older girls of 19 and 20 say someone has to warn them what may lie ahead. I can't really see any solution to the problem that's in Paris at this moment because I think there'll always be people who are sending their girls over thinking, well, she's different. Every mother believes that her daughter is different. And it's sad. I think it really is sad when she could have been going to her junior prom. She was hanging out at the Bandouche with a bunch of playboys, shoving cocaine up her nose and ruining her reputation and her life. It's not worth it. It's really not worth it. Jean-Luc Brunel declined to give us an interview, but Eileen Ford has since told us that Brunel denied to her the allegations against him. Despite that, however, she told us that she has notified Brunel 
that she will not send him any new models unless this matter is all cleared up.